Well, I figured out Thursday that we was going to do this song. Preacher kind of requested it. Uh, so if we don't do so good, y'all blame him. <laughs> chapter 26. Isn't that wonderful? You know, sometimes we have a tough time being thankful. Sometimes we're just not in the mood for it. Sometimes we just don't feel like it. Sometimes we're just so miserable physically or spiritually or mentally that we just don't want to be thankful. But I want to remind you we got a lot to be thankful for. And today I want to talk about a day of remembrance. And in the Bible, God's people were called to stop and to remember all the things that God has done. On the very front of this communion table, this, it says, This do in remembrance of me. When the Lord instituted the Last Supper, 
He told his disciples when they broke the bread, he said, this do in remembrance of me. When he gave them of the wine and it was to be a picture of the blood of Christ, he said, this do in remembrance of me. We need to be reminded. We need to be put into remembrance how quick, how easy we forget of the blessings of the Lord. How easy we forget what Jesus has done for us. We get so busy, we get so tied up in life and entangled with the things of this world. But may I remind you, Jesus came and died for you and gave His life for you and bled for you and died for you and rose again for you. And though you may have a hundred things going wrong in your life today, you got a thousand things going right because God's been good. God's been good. Let His people praise His holy name. The psalmist David said, Oh, that men would just praise the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and His mercy and His grace. God's been good. God's been good. Deuteronomy 26. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Y'all stood and sat all morning. Might as well stand again. If there's anything worth standing up for, it's God's Word this morning. Deuteronomy 26, verse 1, And it shall be, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and possess it, and dwellest therein, that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall put it in a basket, and shall go into the place where the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God that I am come unto the country where the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thine hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, Assyrian, ready to perish was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became there a nation great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we cried unto the Lord our God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Aren't you glad he brought you out of Egypt? And with an outstretched arm, and with great terribleness, and with signs, and with wonders. And he brought us into this place, and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee, and unto thy house, thou and the Levite, and the stranger that is among you. Lord, bless the reading of your word. Give me help. Lord, I need your grace to preach this word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on a day of remembrance. A day of remembrance. We find that this is the the feast of the first fruits. This is something that was started in the nation of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And they were told by God that they were to sanctify a day, set apart a day. 
that would be a day for the first fruits. Now in the feast that Israel had, they had the feast of the Passover. And they had all of these certain uh, feasts that they would celebrate. And one of the feasts in there would be the feast of the first fruits. The feast of the first fruits would always fall at the beginning of harvest. And the nation of Israel was instructed by God, as we see here, that when they received the first fruits of the land, they were to take the very first off the land and go and offer it as an offering back to the Lord. They were to take this as an offering, and they were go to go before the priest, and they were even to take an animal, and they were to take the produce, and they would take it before the Lord, and they would offer it as their offering of thanksgiving, understanding where they received this, understanding who gave this, understanding that without God they wouldn't have anything. They were not to do it last, but they were to do it first. Before they received anything, they gave God back what was already His. And it was a sign of thanksgiving. It was a sign of gratitude. It was a, a, a sign that these people understood that they wouldn't have anything without the Lord. And they were to be called into remembrance of the things that God had done for them. If you notice in verse 3, he said, And thou shalt go unto the priest, and thou shalt be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God. If you go down to verse 5, And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God. Every time they were to bring the first fruit, they were to speak to acknowledge what God had done for them. They were not just to bring it, but they were to acknowledge the goodness of the Lord. Friend, it's not enough just to think about it. We need to proclaim what God has done. We need to publicly acknowledge those things that God has done for us. They were not just to go there and throw their offering in the plate and that was it. It was so much more than that. It was the gratitude of their heart that they were so thankful to God that He had blessed them the way that He has. May I remind you today that we're a blessed people. We're a blessed church. The clothes on your body, the food on your table, the health that you have been given. You may have had a bad health report, but go around to some of these hospitals and you'll find some that are in worse shape than you are. May I tell you that we are a blessed people. And we are to be called and to remembrance. And we are to acknowledge and remember the good things that God has done for us. If we do not stop to remember, we'll never give Him thanksgiving. We've got to quit being so busy. We've got to quit being so tied up and entangled with the busyness of this world in order to stop and say, God, thank you. God, thank you. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays of the whole year because society has not commercialized it as much as the others. And I love the day that you can just get together with your family and just enjoy the fellowship and thank God for what He has done. We're not so wrapped up in all the social stuff, but we can just stop and say, God, thank you. God, thank you. Do you teach your kids to say thank you when somebody 
somebody does something for them. Your parents taught you that. My parents taught me that. Well, most of all, we need to stop and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for going to the cross for us. They were to be put into remembrance, and we are too. Number one, they were to be put into remembrance of where they come from. May I tell you that if you're saved today, you got a reason to praise the Lord. I believe if we would be put in remembrance of where we come from, we would praise the Lord. Notice in verse 5. Thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, Assyrian ready to perish was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became there a nation great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. May I tell you, we need to be reminded of where we come from. They were to go before the priest and they were to acknowledge before the priest and God where they came from. They were to bring this offering and in the midst of this offering they were to be reminded of where they come from. May I tell you that we need to be reminded of where we come from. There was many times the nation of Israel got in the land, uh, in the wilderness and it wasn't long before they wanted to go back. And they got out into the wilderness and they said, let's just go back. You know, sometimes in our saved life, we want to go back. But I think we truly forgot what that bondage was really like. Sometimes all we think about was the thrills that we enjoyed there of the world. But sometimes we forget about the affliction and the oppression. And it says in verse 6, The Egyptians evil entreated us, afflicted us, and laid upon us hard bondage. You see, they were to be reminded of the bondage in which they came from. They were to be reminded of the fear and the oppression that they lived under. And may I tell you, it would do us well this morning to remember Remember where we come from. Sometimes as God's people, we don't praise Him like we ought to because we have got so high and mighty and so spiritual that we forgot where we come from. May I tell you where I came from? I came from a sin nature, from Adam that was lost, dying, and going to hell. May I tell you there was a day in my life that if I had closed my eyes on this earth, I would have opened the eyes of my soul in a devil's hell. I'm telling you, I was in bondage. I was afflicted. May I tell you, I was enemies with the Lord. I was enemies with the Lord. I was not going to heaven. I was going to hell. That's who I was. That's where I came from. And I praise God from where He brought me from. Amen. I remember the day that I was lost. I remember the day that I was living in that affliction and that oppression. I remember laying my head down on my pillow wondering where am I going to go when I die. I remember the fear as I sat in Hyde Park Baptist Church in West Monroe, Louisiana that Sunday morning that that preacher preached on hell. I remember the oppression and the bondage that I felt that day. And may I tell you as I look back and I think about that day, all I can do is praise the Lord. And all I can do is say, God, thank you from where you brought me from. There's a day that I was in oppression. But even as a saved child of God, there's been days that I was in the 
hog pen of sin. Man, I'm telling you, I have lived so far outside of God's will. I have lived a life unpleasing to the Lord, but I'm so thankful for where I come from. As I go back and the devil tries to get me to quit the ministry, tries to discourage me, all I have to do is go back to where I came from. And I'm telling you right now, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to that oppression. I don't want to go back to that conviction and misery. I want to experience the peace and joy of my salvation. Salvation. And sometimes in order to start praising God, we got to remember where we come from. If you've been saved 50 years, I'm asking you to remember where you come from. We get so critical and judgmental. You know why? Because I believe we forget where we come from. It would do us well to remember where we came from. I went, I said this not long ago, but I went to Hyde Park and preached my home church a few weeks ago on Sunday morning, and there was people been there that was there that morning hadn't been in 15-20 years and they said well I heard Josh Llewellyn was preaching and I just had to come and see if this was for real May I tell you where sin abound, grace did much more abound. And I have some bad days in my life. But when I think back to where I came from, all I can say is praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise His holy name that I'm not there anymore. Praise God that I'm not going to hell. Praise God that I'm not in the hog pen. Praise God that I'm not living in that bondage. Somebody ought to praise Him for where we come from. Somebody ought to shout that we not where we used to be. And bless God, He got us out of there. Amen? We ought to shout and rejoice that we're not living in that bondage anymore. Aren't you thankful for where He brought you from? Remembering where we come from, but also remembering how we got out. Remembering how we left there. Verse 8. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. I want to read that again. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. You say, preacher, how did you get out of the hog pen? How did you get saved? By the mighty hand of God. By the mighty hand of God. Notice what he said here. I'm so amped up, I can't even pay attention. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm. Oh, don't you remember when God stretched that arm out to you when you were lost and undone without God and His Son and He reached way down to pick you you up out of the hog pit of sin and with great terribleness and signs and with wonder. May I tell you how I got out of there? It wasn't because of my deeds. It wasn't because of my last name. It wasn't because of religion, but it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. Jesus got me out. He reached way down for me. He have to reach way down for you. He reached way down for me. And I am where I am today because God got me there. Not because of who I am, but because of who He is. And I'm telling you, God rescued me. The Lord, the the Egyptians was hard on the Israelites. And the Lord gave the plagues of Egypt to punish them and judge them. And the very last one that they were going to go through, uh, the death angel, and get the firstborn. And it is said in that day that God told them that, Tonight, the death angel is going to come through. But if you want to be saved from this, you must take a lamb and you must sacrifice this lamb and take the blood of that lamb and get a hyssop branch and dip that hyssop branch in that blood and wipe it upon the doorpost. And I want you to know that that night there was a lot of weeping and there was a lot of wailing and there was a lot of oppression. 
But in the midst of all of that, there was a lot of shouting and there was a lot of victory because that's how Israel got out of bondage. That's how they got out of oppression because the blood of the Lamb. And 2,000 years later, 3,000 years later, it hadn't changed. If you're going to get out of bondage, you've got to go through the blood of the Lamb. There's no other way to be set free other than the blood of the Lamb. You cannot be set free through baptism, through church membership, through tithing. You can give all you got to the church and still bust hell wide open. There must be blood on your soul. By the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. May I tell you why I'm not where I used to be? Because the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. Oh, you're not there because you're a preacher's kid and you were raised better. No, I am where I am because of the blood of the Lamb. No, you're where you are because your daddy's a preacher. No, I am where I am because of the blood of the Lamb. Hey, my parents did a good job, but don't give them all the credit. I am where I am because of the blood of Jesus. I am where I am, and I, I am who I am because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is what set them free, and praise God, it's the blood that set us free. Man, if I don't get you shouting and praising, something's wrong. If I don't set you on fire, your wood's wet this morning. Man, man, when people get up here and they sing about the cross and the blood and it don't move you, it, uh, man, it doesn't move your soul and you don't get excited about what Jesus has done. Man, I'll tell you, they get to singing about the blood and there's something just inside of me. Because I remember because of that blood, that's how I got out. That's how I got out. Number three, remembering where we are now. Verse nine, he hath brought us into this place. And hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. There's something we must remember here. He hath brought us to this place. Where are you now? You are where you are because God brought you here. Well, I did this and I did this and I did this. If you are out of bondage, it's because of the hand of the Lord. And God has been merciful to you. And I love what it said that He hath brought us into this place. When we, be, when we are put into remembrance, we need to remember what He has done. That He and He alone has brought us here. Child of God, you ought to be living in a land flowing with milk and honey. This land flowing with milk and honey is a representation of the abundance of salvation. You ought to be living in the joy and the peace of your relationship with Jesus Christ. You ought to be living in that land. I'm telling you, you ought to be shouting in the morning and shouting in the nighttime. Amen? I'm telling you, there ought to be a joy and excitement deep down in your heart. And if it's not, it's nobody's fault but your own. And I want to encourage you where God's brought you from. And I want you to remember how you got out and where you are now. And though we look around and we say, man, it's really bad right now. There's been a time in my life it's been a whole lot worse. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad and thankful for where God brought me from and where he's brought me to. I'm not what I was yesterday, thank the Lord. And praise God, tomorrow's going to get even better. Because I'm walking and living. When Israel, or when Abraham got to the land... He said, go walk the breadth of it. Go north, go south, go east, go west, go enjoy it. This land's for you. You go enjoy every bit of it. 
Child of God, we ought to be enjoying what God has given us. And we ought to be thankful for where we are. There are some Christians that are absolutely miserable for where they are. Sometimes I'm in the same manner and I'm in the same way that I'm absolutely miserable for where I am. It don't take long to think back to a worse day. You better praise God for where you are today. And if you're not where you need to be, it's not God's fault, but it's yours. Praise His name for where you are. I'm preaching. A man came to Hyde Park, and I ought not say this, but he said, I had to come see if this was for real. What made this so bad is I dated his daughter. <laughs> and I was very uncomfortable, if you will. And I just cannot believe you're a preacher. I just cannot believe, and I can't either. But I praise God for where I am. And I thank God for where I am. Two years I've been here at Promised Land. And I praise God for it. I thank God for every day and every minute of where I am right now. And sometimes we're so hung up on where we want to be or what we want to do and where we want to go. But thank God and be content with where you are. And that ought to make you shout and rejoice where God has you right now. I never thought I would have left West Monroe. And then there's a day I never thought that I would leave Texas. And I'm telling you, there's a day right now that I think I'll never leave Promised Land, and I hope I don't. But I praise God for where I am. And you shout whether you're on the mountain or in the valley. You praise His holy name. Notice verse 10. If you're with me, say amen. amen. We need to remember where we come from. Remember how we live. Remember where we are now. And you better remember where blessings come from. Verse 10, And now behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, has given me. Did you hear that? Everything you have is because God gave you. Preacher, I worked hard. You didn't work hard without the strength of the Lord. Well, I got up and I went to work every day. You know who gave you the breath to breathe? The Lord did. God gave you the strength. God gave you these things. And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the Lamb, which thou, O Lord, has given me. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship the Lord thy God. They were worshiping Him because of their thanksgiving. They bowed down in reverence and in honor because they were in awe of what God has done for them. They were put in remembrance, and when they did, all they could do was worship Him. Man, when we are put in remembrance of where God brought us from and how He did and where we are now, that ought to make you fall on your face and say, Thank you, Lord. And we ought to praise Him for the blessings. Notice verse 11. And thou shalt rejoice. Some of us has lost our shout. Some of us has lost our praise. Some of us can't rejoice this morning. But may I tell you, you can if you would remember There's some folks ain't got nothing to shout about. They've never met my Lord. If you're in the hog pen, that joy has been covered up with sin. May I tell you, we need to put it before the Father and get right. We need to ask for the forgiveness of our sins, and we need to get back on shouting ground. We need to praise the Lord. You know God's people ought to be the happiest people on earth. We ought to be the loudest people on earth. 
We ought to be the smilingest people on earth. We ought to, boy, I couldn't even get a smile out of y'all on that. We ought to be happy. We ought to be rejoicing. We ought to be excited and celebrating the goodness of our Lord. You may not be able to shout about your relationships. You may not be able to shout about your job. But bless God, if you know Jesus, you got something to shout about. Praise His name. Rejoice in the Lord. And I'll tell you what, I praise God for the food on my table and the shoes on my feet and the roof above my head. But I'm going to tell you, I thank the Lord for saving my wretched soul. I thank the Lord for bringing me from the hog pit of sin. I thank the Lord for exalting me in His time and in His way. Do you thank the Lord today? You say, preacher... I just got so much going on, I just can't shout. Would you be put in remembrance? Maybe you need to fall down at this altar and just state, acknowledge, tell the Lord, Lord, I remember where you brought me from. And I remember how you got me out. And I know why I am where I am. And you ought to shout because of it. God's people, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you blessed? The stress, the anxiety, the depression that we live under, Jesus set us free. Jesus set us free. The piano player will come. I want to tell you a story. In the Old Testament, the Day of Atonement, there was a lamb that was offered, but there was two lambs. And one lamb had to be killed. One lamb was put to death for the sin offering. And another lamb was called the scapegoat. And the priest would take the scapegoat and put his hands on the head and would begin to confess the sins of Israel upon this scapegoat because a dead lamb didn't take care of it all because they needed a lamb to take, not just cover their sins, but to take their sins away. And so that day they would have two lambs and they would offer that lamb and that blood would be shed as an offering for sin. But then another lamb was given. May I tell you, a dead Savior is nobody's Savior. We needed a living Savior. And they would find a fit man to carry this lamb. And that fit man would carry this, this lamb into the, the land of forgetfulness. And they would go out and he would carry it into the wilderness. The old tradition says that there would be a line of folks with red flags. And as they got the lamb off, the fit man would sign and signify, our sins have been carried away. Our sins have been put in the sea of forgetfulness. And as they would sign, it would go all the way back to the camp of Israel. And as it got back to the camp that their sins had been carried away, they would begin to shout and to sing the praises of the Lord. May I tell you, God's people ought to shout and sing for what God has done for us. He's carried our sins away. I've done a lot of things I'm not proud for, but bless God there in the sea of forgetfulness. Praise God, they'll never be brought up. God's people, are you happy? Are you experiencing the joy of your salvation? I want to ask you to stand.